Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. In studio with us, Governor David Patterson, Ed Cox, Judge Richard Weinberg, and of course, John Katsimatidis. And on the line with us right now, Dr. Peter Mikolos, who has always some breaking news revelations, specifically on the medical front today. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Dr. Mikolos. Great to be with you guys, and tonight I'm going to talk about the uncompassionate side of bail reform as it relates to the medical system, the strain on the healthcare system, and our emergency rooms, and it's becoming a public health issue. And one of the things that's happening that nobody talks about in the old days when people got arrested, they went to the medical system, to Rikers Island, and we picked up cases of uh, TB, gonorrhea, syphilis, and I was talking to physician friends who are working in the emergency rooms, and public health emergency rooms, and they're seeing now cases of TB. They're seeing cases of chlamydia, herpes, syphilis, gonorrhea, but it's not only for those accused of crimes or people who are arrested. They're also seeing other people and interacting with other people. So it's becoming a public health issue because it's spreading disease. So I'm saying that it's not compassionate the way the current bail reform is. We need to give judges back the discretion on degree of dangerousness and be able to give these people the proper medical and psychiatric care. The psychiatric ERs are overwhelmed. They can't really handle it. And these people uh, need to get medication. And the problem is that nobody talks about years ago when they closed down all the uh, inpatient facilities and they put people in outpatient the non-compliance issue, they didn't think how high it was going to be because the street drugs and street pharmacists are making people feel better. So that's what's competing with the medication. So people are seeking out drugs and it creates this vicious cycle. The other thing is other communicable diseases. When you have people urinating and defecating in the streets, things are not going to go well long term when you have uh, children, your pets and dogs walking around the streets. So we need to address this issue also as a public health issue. And Dr. Mikolos, the rat problem, that's also, it contributes to the rat problem that we're seeing. And then rats also spread the disease. I know New York City, they're looking to hire a rat czar. So this is all kind of interconnected. And so what do we do about it? Well, we have to start off with uh, bail reform law change, giving judges back the discretion to be able to hold people to get the proper help that they need so that we can get people not defecating, urinating in the street, and also eating. When you set up these little homeless tents on the street, there's food in there, and it's attracting rats. Instead of the food being in a restaurant or in in any type of even a fast food place, they're out on the street, and this attracts things like rats. So you have to clean up, start. It's basically basic sanitary conditions. And that's part of a modern city and modern society. That's how we reduce disease, access to clean water and clean streets, clean sewage. All these things will uh, help improve the condition. And some of these people were not being compassionate because I just spoke to a physician who deals with prison health uh, and told me that the number of COVID, undiagnosed cancers, the cellulitis, and uh, a record number of jaw fractures because the homeless are also victims because they're being assaulted too. It's not just some of the mentally ill who are assaulting people. They're also being assaulted. They're also being victims. So all these uh, jaw fractures and, and other types of trauma that they're seeing and stabbings and slashings, it's overwhelming the ER and that's affecting uh, any one of us might be going to the emergency room with a relative who has a heart attack or a stroke. 
but the doctors are sitting there dealing with all these other cases and it's overwhelming our system and we need to address that. But those are some of the ways to do it. And on Rikers Island, we talked about making it more efficient, bringing the court system to Rikers Island so that we don't have to lose manpower off the island, putting the inpatient psych unit right on Rikers Island and the outpatient facility so they just walk over, get the therapy need, the help they need, and uh, also vocational programs where people can learn, take a handyman course, a landscaping course like they do out in the Suffolk County jails, and help people get back into society. But without health, uh, it's, it's a big problem, and it's not only affecting those who are arrested, but it's affecting the rest of us. And we're going to be seeing uh, a lot of old diseases like TB, which are on the rise again in New York. So if the jails are, Dr. Miklos Edcox, so if the jails are, 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 are established around the, in the various counties and uh, Rikers Island is closed, does that make it better or worse as a problem? Oh, it's going to be much worse. You're going to have a traffic nightmare, a parking nightmare, and you're going to have these facilities that instead of having one strong center and having the health care in one strong center and being able to treat people, especially if they have different uh, communicable diseases, it's better. And throughout ancient history, when you read uh, when they had TB, they put people on islands for a reason. And it's more cost-effective to have everything centralized instead of everything being spread all over the city. It's going to cause all kinds of issues. The centralization <laughs> is the way you save money instead of having to transport people to court. And it's also the more effective delivery of, uh, of health care by having it centralized. More effective delivery of health care and also efficient. For, think about how much overtime every time you, in every borough you have to transport an inmate for a simple arrangement to see a judge. Instead of having it centralized, it's just going to cost a lot of money. It's going to be wasted, billions of dollars in taxpayer money, and it's not going to improve the, the, the health of the community. And also when people have visitation, and uh, and go into these prisons and 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 even the uh, correction officers they're being exposed to for example TB and they don't even know it until someone gets proper assessment but with this current uh, turnstile bail reform uh, laws if somebody has TB you're exposing three four officers then they bring it home to their families so what we really need to do is get back to the basics and take care of people and be compassionate and how we deal with people and get them the help they need. And the whole fentanyl and drug crisis is a whole other issue. The ERs are being filled with all these young kids now with marijuana psychosis from these gummies and brownies and all these stores. It's going to be a, a real issue, and we're going to be hearing a lot more about that in the next few years. So which of all the, all the drugs are, is predominant in the ER rooms now? They're seeing a lot by volume in the young people, a lot of marijuana psychosis. You know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the fentanyl people, they're not ending up in the ER. They're ending up in the morgue. That's why we have 100,000 dead, because fentanyl basically is so powerful that you stop breathing. One of the problems was when they started this I-STOP program where you can't just go to different doctors and get your prescription uh, oxycodone. You've turned to the street pharmacist. The problem is that you don't know what the dose is, whereas before you did. So people are taking a certain milligrams. It's not known what milligram it is, and then it basically you stop breathing. 
And a lot of times when people do drugs together, they panic when they see someone not breathing. They don't want to be arrested or deal with the police. And they actually, cases where people walk out on their own friends and just let them there asphyxiate and they just die. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Peter Mihalos. You're gonna, I understand you're going to call in again on Sunday, the Cats Roundtable, and uh, you'll have more revelations then, and we'll catch up with you then. Thank you so much. And now we're going to take a break and also go to uh, our uh, Lou Dobbs, Lou Dobbs. Uh, for a financial review. Let's do that. Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs> 